Oh, I recognize that face. You're in trouble, aren't you? Well, I'll take you out to the Outer Rim, but I don't think it's going to do you much good. Why? Well, there's a new bounty hunting group. You haven't heard? There's a two-faced Twi'lek and a pugilist droid. If I were you, I'd do my best to avoid the Salonian captain and the gandroid tech. Better watch your back or you're gonna get wrecked. The riding on the sky on fire. Heading to the edge of the empire. Your number's up and now you gotta pay. Running from the heroes of the Hadian way. Previously on Heroes of the Hydean Way. The business of Bandon Doba's bounty has been well and truly settled as Voren claimed the dead smuggler ship, leaving the sky on fire to make his own path. Officially taking his leave of Thakba the Hut, Vistrano joined their crew as ship doctor. During their downtime, everyone caught up on rest and shopping, with Rebo, Cav, and Billy taking a quick trip to Kinabale for new friends and munitions. Good food and family game night brought a fitting end to their vacation, but the time has come to get back to work. What will be next for our crew? Find out in this week's episode, A Proposal in Paradise. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG line. Our current adventure is Mask of the Pirate Queen, and this is Act 1, Episode 1. I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. Far in the future, in a galaxy far, far away, a human called Christine plays a dashing gan named Cav. Cav is a master of mechanics, computers, piloting, and bounty hunting, as Cav will demonstrate. At the same far future time, in the same distant galaxy, a human named Brandon plays Barrowin, who's better at bounty hunting than Cav, but... It's not true. Still needs Cav anyway. It is true. What, that Barrowin doesn't need Cav? Maybe. No, no, that uh, Barrowin is a better bounty hunter than Cav. Barrowin just has more experience than Cav, but Cav is pretty sure that Cav's success rate is better. Barrowin does really want an extra room on the ship, about the size of Cav's quarters. In the similarly distant future, a human named Leslie draws a halt to mayhem about to ensue, and also plays Billy, who is not a bounty hunter, but would probably be better at it than both of them if she tried. I can't argue with that. Cav can't either! (laughs) And in probably completely some other universe, it's starting to seem like there is someone named Brit, and they're playing just just a real nice guy doctor who's not a bounty hunter at all, but is really very interested in how much money they make. Someone may have misled you severely about how much money bounty hunters make. Oh no. I saw that interaction. It's true. Cav has made more money selling droids than bounty hunting. <laughs> and drugs. That's true. We did make and most of our money forget, selling that, That's my first interaction with you all. That's just dollar signs in front of Vistrano's eyes right there. What's a dollar? To learn more about our characters, we get one hero to ask another a question. Today, we'll get Billy to ask. Betor Barrowin. Yeah? Might might I ask a question? Uh, Let me answer your question with a question. Is that your question? Because if so, go ahead. Go go ahead, Billy. Ask Ask what you'd like to ask. 
since Vorin has decided to find his own way and has instructed me to do the like, and I have elected thus far to stay upon the sky on fire with this crew, what would you have me do? Uh, what do you want to do, Billy? All I know is the cards and staying in front of Vorin. I I understand that um, it's your area of expertise, but it's not necessarily an answer to my question. I do not know what I, I would wish to be or to do, but I will ask for guidance in, in finding you support your ship. I'll do what I can to help you out, uh, Billy. I'm not exactly a stranger to finding myself unsure of where I fit in the galaxy either so I can I can sympathize well I thank you for your time my door is always open if not literally then at least you can knock yes yes I can to start off today's session let us get a destiny pool our final pool for the episode is one light side point and four dark side points. This uh, this checks out. Yeah. I mean, at least it's now, and not like bringing us down when we're about to go into a session where we're in the middle of a firefight or something. Ben can throw on a firefight. Don't challenge them. <laughs> sure, but like, at least then we won't. It'll catch us by surprise. All right. That way, we'll we'll, we'll at least be completely unprepared. That is a thought. Every town. So, to start off this session, we have a lime green pathfinder setting down next to the sky on fire. Out pops a gand, a droid, and a rhodian. You can see on the side that it says Harv's Rental. It's Kev, Rebo, and Billy. As they get up, there's Rebo pulling out a sack of equipment that is now with them. Goes over t towards the front, makes sure that uh, a few things are set properly. Pulls their comlink up to their uh, snout and just in hush tones. Like, oh, it's, it's ready to pick up now. We're back. Now, remember, build my account. And then... The camera swings around to show the sky on fire, freshly repaired from its damage in the uh, asteroid field around Formos. Billy and Kev walking towards it, fresh equipment in hand. Well, rather, in Kev's hands is kind of a a, a long bundle that's kind of like carefully wrapped up in sort of like cloth um, that Cav is sort of uh, very gingerly holding as uh, as we're approaching the sky on fire. Uh, and I think Billy has something else in her hands, right? Oh, oh yes. Billy is is not holding anything in her hand. She's, she's striding up, uh, explaining what she's seeing to a small fluffy thing on her shoulder. It, it is... A space lagomorph named 3B. And she's she's telling 3B, This is your new home. I will endeavor to make it a pleasant stay. 
and we will have grand times together. It will be, it will be good. And what's a lagomorph for uh, folks who don't listen to Force Majeure? It's a space bunny! <laughs> Actually, lagomorphs are just bunnies in general, but this one's a space bunny. Is this one a Jedi Master? No, but it is blue. No, it's not a hoojib. Mm. That's how you know it's from guess, space, because it's blue. I guess we'll have to suffice. I was more expecting it to be green, but okay. No, no, that's a different Star Wars rabbit. Uh, Basically Bucky. Bucky. So she's just kind of chatting vaguely and pleasantly with the, the space bunny on her shoulder. As the two of you walk up the ramp, Rebo comes up past you, ducks into his uh, cabin that is now his cabin, and uh, just promptly closes the door after making sure that Kev, with Kev's helmet and all of Kev's stuff, and Billy have made it onto the ship, like taking a silent count to make sure nothing's left in the rental uh, ship. Uh, ben, did anything happen on like the trip back? Like, is Rebo okay as far as Kev knows, or is or is this like normal behavior? He looks tired. Oh, I well, mean, he did, he did have to Kev. He also had to fly us there and back. Not that Kev knows that. <sighs> I like that he made sure to get a a student rental that has the the command controls. Oh. <laughs> uh, as as we're like stepping onto the the sky on fire, Cav calls out, "Barwin, Billy, Cav, and Vrebo are home." And rather, when Cav speaks, it's more buzzes and clicks. But there is a floating droid beside Cav. Uh, painted purple and gray, who's doing the translating for Cav. And that is K1. Has something changed? No, but it's also the start of a new adventure, so I'm probably going to cover a little bit of territory, too. Oh, okay. That's fair. Uh, okay. Also, I'm about to introduce us several more droids, so it feels good to, to you know, start I'll start off with the original. So many Ks. Uh, Barrowin will emerge from wherever she was. Um... Probably the kitchen. Uh, the new kitchen. So is the whole broom new or is it just like new facilities? Like like new um, son of a crap. Utensils, implements, machines. The onboard amenities unit uh, is kind of vague about what it includes. <laughs> um, but in this case, I imagine uh, Barrowin would have specifically been looking for replacing a lot of the kitchen equipment, possibly getting a few things that we didn't have at all. Um, depending on what sort of like oven and stuff analogs were already there, they were probably old or whatever was built into the ship, like off the line. Um, So it's more pristine and and probably more power efficient and probably just better. Um, I don't know that all the utensils and stuff would necessarily be different, but certainly the like the, the kitchen itself and its equipment would be as calves walking in the direction of calves cabin cav starts to slow down turns towards the the kitchen where barrowin was sort of popping out of cab takes off their sunglasses and uh with the uh the long package still in hand starts to approach the kitchen actually kind of like bangs the side of the the package and there's sort of like a metallic like 
a little bit of sound, even though it's sort of muffled by the blanket. As Cav's looking in, what did Barrowin do? Barrowin is going to just place a paw on Cav's chest and push Cav slightly back towards the main area so that Cav doesn't break anything. This soon. <laughs> Barrowin upgraded the kitchen. I just thought it was about time to spruce things up in here. Besides, I know uh, several of us like to be able to have food other than just rations and <laughs> that's and a stuff. nice way to put it oh cav is a great cook mm, i did would uh would cav have like alerted everyone that they were on their way back or would anybody have alerted them that they were on their way back or would this be kind of just... i imagine either Rebo or billy probably did okay um the responsible in that ones. case there is probably a noticeable smell coming from the oven it might be a slightly burnt smell. Ooh, Ooh cookies. cookies! Ooh, burnt cookies. As uh, as Barrowin was experimenting with making biscuits. Oh, kind of want to get like a, av- yeah, an average knowledge education roll. Excellent! Another opportunity for me to maybe use seen a lot of things. <laughs> Anger on your ship. <laughs> seen a lot of biscuits. Seen, seen a lot because, of things. Because the last oh, time I tried yeah. to use them, uh, use that that talent. You succeeded against all odds. I succeeded. <laughs> uh, you want an average uh, what education? Yeah, on account of you're following a recipe. Yeah, right. It's just it's just a matter of hopefully following things. Uh, uh, can, can, does the uh, the cool new kitchen give a boost? Uh, not. To this, it's all the social skills. <laughs> I mean, oh. unless, unless Ben wants to rule otherwise, but like, mm, no, not strictly out of the case. book, it's all yeah. the social skills. Now, are you doing this from scratch, or do you have a do you have a box? I don't have the box anymore. I threw it out before you got here. Ha ha! Maybe. So, um, I mean, darn! I can't. You've seen a lot of things. <laughs> so. On two greens versus two purples, uh, I have gotten two successes and two threats. Zero cancellation. Barrowin, something smells delicious. Um, they're probably fine. I only had to substitute one ingredient. It's probably okay. (laughs) (laughs) Pulled something out of the MREs. Yeah, it's at that um, point where I'm just sort of figuring like the timer on the oven is going off. Uh, sure. Uh, Barrowin will go get them out of the oven so that Cav does not burn Cav's self or anyone else. So she'll pull out a, a tray of uh, biscuits. Is Barrowin wearing an apron? No, Barrowin is not wearing an apron. Barrowin uh, is wearing her nomad oh. coat. <laughs> So help me if anybody buys Barrowin an apron. Barrowin will wear it. <laughs> um, That's a threat. Cav is sort of like, just sort of like jumping up and down with excitement. Sort of like that, like, um, like, like the really excited puppy getting ready for a walk or whatever. The second Barrowin puts the tray down, uh, Cav is going to go ahead and hug her. Okay. <sighs> Glad you're back too, Kev. Uh, the the package that was in Kev's hands is uh, kind of like bangs into her a bit. It's like Kev does not seem to understand how uh, cumbersome this thing is. 
I just I just wanted to do something nice for everybody, Kev. Um, this is this is fine. We can stop hugging now. This can didn't know Barwin cared so much. This is totally worth the tooth threat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought it would be something that everybody could enjoy. I know Rebo also likes whatever it is Rebo likes. Peas, spicy things, spicy peas. <laughs> it turns out the recipe that was, or the ingredient that was substitute was instead of cinnamon, it's chili powder. Yeah, it's like this looks well, the same. It's the well, same color. Well, in fact, this Gand has has a gift for Barrowin as well. Uh, actually, gifts for all of the crew. Oh, well, you didn't have to do that, Kev. Well, Cav wanted to do right by Cav's crew. Well, I think every just about everybody's here, except for Vastrano, I suppose. Uh, he's probably just in his room, I think. Vastrano, there are biscuits! I think Vastrano would probably be actually in a different room um, and poke his head out. He has a little bit of dirt on his face. You're back! Are you injured? Should I get a stim pack? No, Cav is fine. How about Vrebo? Cav thinks Vrebo is fine. Nobody sustained damage while we were away. That's great news. All right. Barrowin is going to try to make what she perceives to be the like nonverbal signal for just have like the burn cream ready in case. Of course, this is a very complicated <laughs> message to send nonverbally, having not prepared ahead of time. <laughs> So there's that. But that's what she's doing. Uh, Cav clutches the package a little bit closer. Cav will go ahead and get everyone's presents. And Cav will disappear into Cav's quarters. I think Vistrano will sort of narrow his eyes a little bit, trying to decipher what Barrowin was going on about, and then uh, shut the door behind himself of the room that he was in. He's got dirt all over his hands, and then he'll go and start washing his hands. And is Vistrano a vampire? <laughs> Make, making his bed? It wasn't his bedroom. <laughs> so settling in. There are Star Wars vampires! Of course there are Star Wars vampires. I know, that's a really dumb question is given what the, the EU is. But still. Sorry. I'm back. I'm good. Uh, Billy, who was not in the lead because Cav got excited and ran, in, ran aboard is all like, we're home. Billy has strolled up and noticed that all the things are going down in the kitchen. So she heads into the kitchen and just takes a seat. She can't eat. But this isn't a problem. So you'll, but you'll she see has somebody, some new mouth to feed, though. So you'll see that there's a fuzzy thing um, clearly alive sitting on her shoulder. Billy, what is that? This is my new friend 3B. 3B was a gift from Roy. Is 3B a droid? Droids are not quite often fuzzy. That's why I was asking, but that sounds like a droid name. Well, Roy is a droid, and Roy named 3B. So I dare say that is the cross-contamination you are experiencing. Okay. Uh, is 3B coming with us, then? Yes. Pat, pat. Okay, you're feeding it. Um. May I have a biscuit? Barrowin will hand Billy a biscuit. Um, so she sets in and she breaks the 
cookie, a biscuit down and tries to feed it to 3B. <laughs> Berwin is also going to pull out of a drawer a small box with a bow on it um, and hand that to Billy. Oh, should I perhaps wait till everyone has joined us? Uh, that's up to you. I don't have another one for everybody else, but you can't eat, so the kitchen didn't seem like a fair gift to uh, the entire crew. In that case, perhaps I should open it before they arrive. And because I'm a droid, and because I'm neat, and because it's me, Billy opens it very carefully, you know, popping the tape off, sliding it out from the bow, you know, and sets what basically looks like a whole present to one side, but is actually just the empty shell, and opens the container. Uh, It is a decent uh, Hintaro set. Uh, Hintaro um, is a dice game. Uh, usually done for gambling. It's not really like craps. I'm not sure that there's a good real-world analog of a of like common gambling games, but you have dice and you roll and uh, you try to get the best set of dice things. It's Yahtzee. It's closer to craps actually. It is closer to craps than rolling against someone. Yeah, it's it's a little like um, it's a little like dice poker sort of. There are sets of symbols that are like better or worse hands. Um, they're not the dice aren't numbered because because this this is a game that I think was invented for the Smuggler book, and so it it is built to be played with boost dice. Okay, it's a it's a Hintara set. It's um so you can gamble without any bluffing and and dirty yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Betor Barrowin. I'm I'm sure I'm sure sometimes you just feel really conflicted about the way Sabic works and the encouragement to lie. I dare say I was not built with this ability, but I thank you for the thought. And she pops open her little containment where the, the, the Sabak decks and kinda of shuffles things around. Har har. Uh and the dice. How many are there? Do you know? Uh, the four, I don't think the books ever eight. define what a Hintaro set is, but it would have to be probably six or eight, because I think each I think each okay. player uses two dice, so you'd want you'd want some multiple of two. All right, in that case, she's probably going to have to make adjustments, but she kind of compares to like, thank you greatly. I will find a new way to carry this. Continues feeding three B the biscuits. Uh, the door to Cav's cabin opens up again, and Cav is coming out with. Three packages in Cav's arms, uh, all are kind of different sizes. Um, sort of, there's a, a large one, a sort of medium one, and a small one. And uh, as Cav is coming back out, in addition to K1, uh, anybody who's observant will notice a there are three other forms that are sort of like clamped onto various parts of Cav. They're tiny, They're attached to her. Yeah, for the moment, they're sort of like like gripping onto onto calves, sort of like um like a child might like a mother's leg, like infant spiders. Yeah, that's another <laughs> good way to think about it. Uh, so they're they're all about like baseball sized. Uh, one of them is yellow, one of them is blue, and the other one is green. All three are mostly like large, sort of like uh sort of like large heads, N- not quite rounded, a little bit like flatter. With these little like manipulator claws, which is what they're holding on the calf with. Each has one large photoceptor. Uh, the yellow one seems a little bit kind of bulkier than the other two, but not too much. But there's kind of an odd protrusion. 
sort of near the eye. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're sort of like clinging, clinging to Cav. Occasionally one might let go and sort of float a bit, kind of look around and uh, cling back. The yellow one is never the one to do this. And uh, as Cav comes up, uh, Cav sets the, the packages down. And you also notice then that Cav sort of like wrist, like sort of like bracer on Cav's right arm actually sort of detaches and sort of like starts crawling around on its own with these six sort of little legs. It's sort of this rectangular box droid with one photoceptor sort of, sort of to the side, a long claw arm on one side that's currently folded up, and a scomp link with a little cable reel on the other. I think at that point, too, Vistarno will emerge from his actual room with a med kit and come into the kitchen and look around, hoping to be useful medically, because he's he's still not super sure about his usefulness and place within this group, so he really wants to be useful. Billy will make space on the bench. Do we sometimes just turn around and find Vestrano lurking behind us with like a knife? <laughs> <laughs> just like clear, clearly, no, with a clearly considering... Do I just make a medical situation? No. <laughs> <laughs> I will give myself purpose. Cav already bought Rebo a new blaster pistol at Bar's Bespoke Blasters. These gifts are for the three of you. And yes, Cav says you this time. And uh, Cav passes the, the smallest box over to Billy, um, sort of the medium box over to Vistrano, and the largest box over to Barrowin. Vistrano's gonna sort of furrow his brow at that. Cav, are you quite all right? Cav is fine. Barrowin is shaking her head, but quietly. It doesn't rattle. I mean... She is wearing goggles now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're probably on top of her head. Is something wrong, Vistrano? Cav asks, sort of like slowly reaching for a biscuit, sort of like waiting for somebody to stop Cav, but also trying not to get make it too noticeable. <laughs> you can have a biscuit, Cav. <laughs> As Cav just grabs a biscuit and shoves it in Cav's mouth. Vistrano's going to give a side eye over at Barrowin. Go ahead. Open your open your present. <laughs> I thought that was about biscuits. Yeah, for a moment there, Go I ahead, thought have the same a biscuit. thing. Or eat a biscuit. I don't care. Yeah, who wants to open up their package first? Billy, Billy will, and we'll do the exact same thing. <laughs> Very precise, popping tape, sliding out, and sets this package shell next to the other one. So as Billy starts to unwrap, Cav, in between eating biscuits, does does say, The scan is sorry. The scan wanted to do more for Billy, but the scan had some trouble thinking of appropriate gifts for you. Now, hopefully this is a start, and uh, Cav will make up for it in the future. And inside are, um, uh, on one side are four emergency repair patches. On the other side is a data pad and a set of data cards to go with it. And they're labeled like various things. They seem to be more about like various locales, cultural things. One is labeled like games of chance. Cav knows Billy is trying to, well, find herself. And Cav is hoping this might help Billy learn a little more about the galaxy around her and maybe find a few other things that she wants to explore that you want to explore. 
I feel like every time you say you, Vistarno just kind of, like, visibly sort of makes like a little physical tick, like something. Cav also said she and her there. (laughs) Vistrano, does your medkit have anything for, uh, I don't know, dementia? (laughs) I really think something probably went wrong that they're not talking about. Cav is acting very strange. You picked up on that one, did you? Cav is fine. K1 speaks up. Cav and I have been adjusting my translation protocols of late. Although, if you would like to continue talking about this change, you're welcome to do so when Cav and I are out of the room. Ooh, sassy droid. Yeah, K1 got sassy. (laughs) (laughs) Vastrano is going to blush emphatically, like, like, very flustered, and when Pentorans blush, they actually get like a way brighter, brighter blue. So, so his face is just blueberry. Violet, you're turning violet, Violet. Oh no! <laughs> so Billy, to bring us back on focus, Billy will will kind of turn these over in her hand. She'll definitely immediately pocket the repair packet patches. <laughs> um, in in her her tired coat that that she loves so much. And, and kind of turn the, the data pad over and flip through the, the little cards. Thank you, Petorkav. This will be most informative. It was very thoughtful, and you do not need to feel the need to do more. The scan would still like to do more. The scan will continue to think of new ideas for Billy. Who is next? Uh, Vastrano, how about you next? Oh, sh- sure. And Vastrano will... Not as delicately as Billy opened the present, but <laughs> just kind of like fast and sheepishly. The shame. Uh, inside are four more stim packs to add to, to your arsenal. And inside is a coat. And if Astrana pulls this coat out, it is a long coat, kind of in a semblance of like a lab coat. And it has sort of an interesting look where it's it's almost like Cav has sort of purposely given it this sort of aged appearance a bit that kind of matches a bit more of what Vistrano's current lab coat looks like, having endured so much like dust and grit in different situations. It's sort of like a, a little yellow in places, but then parts of it are definitely a lot harder, um, like around like the shoulders or parts of the chest. And this is a, this is a, a bit heavier than than Vistrano's coat, um, like like previous lab coat. Uh, and it actually looks really, really fashionable. Like this, this looks like something Cav probably spent a lot of money on. Like it, it looks really, really nice. Like all the lines, the seams are perfect. Like it's hard. You're hard pressed to find anything out of sort on this jacket. I think Vistrano is just holding this thing up and continuing to look incredibly blue in the face. Cav, this is too much. I, I, Thank you. Cav did not spend a lot. Cav is a pretty good tailor. Cav wanted to do something to help protect Vistrano. This Gan knows that, that you are new to this life, and hopefully this will, this will help, uh, help you not need a doctor. I think Vistrano kind of is doing that thing where he's kind of like folding it up and holding it close, like just not sure what to say. Did his eyes get really big? Yes. 
It's like anime sparkle eyes. Okay, then uh, Barrowin will open hers. Uh, let's see. She will. She's not going to be neat about it. I suppose she'll just like run a claw. She doesn't really have long claws, but they have a little bit of claw, I think, on their fingertips. She'll just kind of run a claw down the down the back of it to sort of slit the the wrapping open and remove it from the box. Inside are a number of items. Uh, there are two stim packs in there for Barrowin as well. There are three grenades, uh, two of which Barrowin will recognize since I know that she bought some of the 10 Lost Spray Foam grenades herself. So there are two of those and one other kind of grenade. There's also Barrowin's Blaster returned to her. It looks a little bit different, mostly uh, around the grip and a little bit around the body. And there is 1,000 credits sitting inside. Oh, thank you, Kev. These are all very nice. You're welcome. Kev wanted to, well, give Barrowin a few new tools for hunting, as well as contribute to the ship fund, now that Barrowin and Kev are partners. Right. Um, partners. Correct. Uh, she will put the spray foam grenades with the other spray foam grenades she has. Uh, what's the other kind of grenade? Uh, it is a knockout grenade. And it's at this point, uh, Vrebo pops his head out of out of his cabin. He's like, oh, good. You've given out the gifts. That, that. And he looks between the four of you and he's like, oh, they went over as well as I had hoped. <laughs> and he's standing there and acting in what looks to be much more of an actual pilot's outfit instead of just a flight suit. Like the uh, like the new outfit, Reba. Thank you. Yes, you're looking quite dashing. I do have one more thing for you, Kev. It's outside. Oh? Cav oh. uh, says as Cav reaches for now Cav's fourth biscuit. Come on. Cav stands up and starts to follow Barrow and getting more excited again. She, you know, lowers the ramp. They better want to get Cab a, a speeder. <laughs> <laughs> that is certainly a thing Barrowin could have bought. Says Barrowin. <laughs> she leads Cab outside uh, over to the part of the ship that has like conspicuously new hull plating. Um, well, granted, that was not from the collision. That was from getting shot. But nonetheless, it was the hull plating we had to replace. And in a small stack... Next to the ship, there are some paint cans uh, that are, are specifically UV reactive paint, such that they aren't particularly visible to things that can't see in the ultraviolet range. I have a small task for you, Kev. We have uh, some new plating there. It stands out a little bit. I don't love it. Um, so I'd love if you could decorate it for me. I just need you to take this paint and put on the side of the ship right here. The name of the ship. <laughs> Which I know you know very precisely is Sky on Fire. Not the sky is on fire, but three words, Sky on Fire. Yes, of course Cap knows. Do it in Gand. Do it in Gand. <laughs> can de- can Cap then decorate around the name of the ship? I mean, if you've got paint left, I suppose. I only really bought enough for the for the name, I think. But Barrowin picked out a very pretty color. 
Barrowin looks at the paint, which to her is probably just some kind of, like, pale goo. (laughs) (laughs) It's that that vaguely disquieting color of of glow-in-the-dark putty. Yes. Mm -hmm. Barrowin did pick out a good shade. Uh, So, if you could do that before we take off. Um, We've got a meeting to to keep, but we've got a little time (laughs) while we finish getting just... I've got some food deliveries and stuff to make sure we have enough to make it through the hyperspace jump. Um, I'm sure your droids can help. Thank you again for all the gifts, Cav. That was very, very generous. You're welcome. Bruin will uh, go back inside. She'll mostly back back inside and wonder if she's given Cav some kind of ammunition for something she's going to regret later. Our camera lingers a little bit then back over at Cav and K1. And that's what Cav turns K1 and say, Can Cav get it wrong one more time? And we cut away. (laughs) I'm sort of thinking uh, from Cav and K1 looking towards each other conspiratorially, we screen wipe to the sky on fire descending over Seleucami. You break through heavy clouds of Seleucami. You're presented with this awesome sight, a large city, its lights shining brightly in the gloom, spreads out between the walls of a crater many kilometers wide. To the north, ships land and take off in smooth patterns, disappearing through the clouds or attaching to one of the many available docking bays at this bustling spaceport below. Everybody strap in for landing. Crater sky on fire. Your approach is good. And we estimate you will be landing in about three minutes. Nominal docking fees on the planet are 75 credits per day. We'll make sure to have our docking fees ready when we land. Port Authority will appreciate that. Thank you. And they give you Earth 68 Auric. Okay. Whoever is at the helm. Can be Barrowin. I don't know if Cav still wants to be piloting or not. I figured it'd be Rebo. Isn't that what you hired him for? Rebo's the navigator. I don't know if Rebo. Yeah, but he's got a new pilot suit. Let him break it in. If if Rebo is piloting skill, Barrowin would let him do it. We've mostly addressed his navigational abilities, and then you know. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, unless like Cav was asked, but Cav is not like volunteering or trying to force Cav's way into the cockpit cockpit like Cav used to do. I was figuring for Vrebo he would have sort of claimed the co-pilot seat that either Berwin or Cav would have been the main pilot and Vrebo would be there for support or like taking over in the case of an emergency. Things yeah, like that's kind of what I was also assuming about how Vrebo fit into things. Um, aside from plotting courses and stuff. Um, okay, so Berwin will uh, take us down. With uh, Rebo sitting sitting next to her in the co-pilot seat. Or behind her, I think, in this thing? Yeah, in a 2000 yep. is yes. behind her. We, yep. we established it. So we'll, we'll go low over, uh, over the city and follow whatever course we've been given to our birth. Sulukamai is a very... It's a odd-ish looking planet. It has a bunch of craters. It looks like it's taken a huge amount of meteor strikes which also explains why the it is mostly cloud covered and it's pretty dark underneath the clouds but 
each of the cities, each of the different areas are in distinct craters. Like to the point where the different craters are different. Like you can have different biomes in different neighboring craters. As you're coming into Lanka, it's this, this city takes up most of this crater. As you come into land, there's a large opening for the ship. It's, it is definitely built for this size of ship, but it's not, it's built for also transferring a lot of cargo around. You don't see any extra crates sitting around, but you do see a small uh, patrol of four droids walking past. What kind of droids? In formation. Uh, like security droids or, or... Yeah, security droids. And they're just patrolling around. Uh, we'll just uh, set down gently on the on the repulsors and make sure everything is all in order before we uh, disembark. Docking fee in hand, of course. Before you get a chance to, dis, um, to disembark from the ship, a comm message comes in uh, for the ship. You can tell that it's a local comm message, not over the uh, holonet. Sky on fire here. And on the screen, Venlana appears. Blue skin, darker blue hair, and a fairly conservative uh, red uh, tunic. Welcome to Seleucami. I look forward to meeting you all and have arranged for a private conference room for us to meet at the Paradise, a cantina on the edge of the spaceport. Once you arrive, preferably within the hour, I will ensure that you are properly refreshed before we get down to business. I mean, I think we all, I think we all refreshed earlier today. Isn't that a personal question? Be that as it may. It's, it's fine. Um, sounds like a high-class place. Do we need to, I don't know, be presentable? That might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Not for Cav! Mmm. one would disagree on that point. Oh no. Your normal modes of dress will be most appropriate for the paradise. Great. That's that's terrifying given the variety of dress. <laughs> Maybe it's one of those ironically named cantinas. <laughs> Where like paradise is like on a sign that's like just barely hanging on to its bracing and flickering, like flickering neon, and it's all very dirty. <laughs> well, we just uh, we just sat down, so we should be there very soon. I look forward to your imminent arrival, and with a chill flick off the call. All right, everybody, it's uh, time to go to work, or go to an interview, as the case may be. I think Vistrano will emerge wearing the new coat. Pretty clean, I think. Clean-shaven, tidy. Uh, Cav will come out of Cav's workshop wearing a uh, uh, actually clean Hawaiian shirt for lunch. Well, Hawaiian. Floral print shirt. Uh, no, Hawaii, Hawaii the, is, a, uh, is a planet in the outer rim. Is, is it a planet? Yeah. It's not spelled yeah. the same. It's out there. Uh, with uh, with Cav's sunglasses on. For, for Ben's benefit... Cav is not bringing bringing the package along. Uh, however, Cav will have um, have a K three on Cav's arm, and uh, the the other droids are sort of still hanging off of Cav. 
Billy will emerge. She has, over the course of the hyperspace jump, constructed a safety pen for 3B until she can ascertain how well it can be trusted. So she gets uh, 3B set up safely in her room and uh, steps in, looking sharp, but you know her her jacket is a little tired. It's it's very well kept, but it's also very well loved. Uh, Barrowin will throw on her nomad great coat, which has been um, laundered might be a strong word, but cleaned during the during the trip, so that it's at least not um, burned and stained with her blood. Has the sleeve been mended? Hopefully, or at least adjusted so that it's not just clearly ragged. It's cuffed. It's cunningly cuffed now. Is Salukamai the kind of place that we would uh, be able to carry weapons? Or should we leave them here? I can. Sidearms, yes. Larger weapons, yeah. It would draw attention at the very least. Sure. It's a good thing we don't have any of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Barrowin's tail's pretty large, but she can't put that down. Uh, I take it then Billy is not going to be bringing the axe? Well, the, the axe just kind of sits in like it's it's almost just shelf decor at this point okay it's just on the wall looking sharp she does however have her fists which might be equipped with certain abilities i like to feel like or i like to think that Fistano probably probably has a boot knife i i have a knife i just don't know if it actually fits in the boot sure why not it probably does all right uh is rebo coming with or is rebo gonna stay aboard rebo is gonna stay aboard Knowing Freebo, he will, before the group leaves, he is going to check with Billy if it's okay for him to check in on 3B. If it's okay, he'll probably, like, look around the door jam at 3B. No, Billy Billy would be hoping to foster um, good relationships with 3B and the crew. Just because, you know, in this line of work, should something happen to someone, we want to be sure that somebody can always be around to care for her. For the, the bunny. So, technically, she would encourage Vrebo to stop in and check. Wonderful. So, yeah, that's what Vrebo's going to be up to, playing with the bunny. <laughs> Teaching him tricks. <laughs> Great. I'm sure nothing can go wrong in this situation. As long as there aren't any open pathways into the uh, the hull, we should be okay. As long as Vrebo remembers not to feed 3B after midnight. Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and I'm at Deuterium Ice. You can find me, Christine, as well as Cav on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, TH, and Night with a K. And I am on Twitter at Blue of the Kin. I am Leslie at Leslie GS. And you can find me, Britt, at Atomic Firebird. We are all at TheHydeanWay.com, where you can find previous episodes. And our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, where you can find more episodes and help us out by rating and reviewing the show. We're also on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can holocom us at heroes at the Hydean Way.com. 
If you like what we do and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash way. Or you can donate a calf to us at ko-fi.com slash way. I was patting the bunny, not the heroin. Billy sometimes gets Thank really you, patronizing. Actually, Billy, given, Billy has given patted who like she everybody spent, at this point. Especially given how much time she spent with Vern, Billy has a lot of reason to be patronizing.